Rest are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Time with Toto with your host, James Toto. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Time with Toto. My name is James Toto. Today is Saturday the 13th of March 2021. This half hour show is dedicated to our veterans and issues that involve them. Local news here in Atlanta County and the surrounding areas. News happening in the great taxation state of New Jersey, national and international news, and how it will impact us here both as a state and nation. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Time with Toto. Please post any comments either for or against and why you have that position. My point of view comes from a middle-of-the-road point of view that is just a few clicks to the right of center. I believe that the government and the legislators are there to serve the people and not the other way around. There is no such thing as a free lunch, so when people talk about the government handing out money, that money comes from taxes. The more taxes we have, the more restrictive the government is and our freedoms. We become reliant on government programs. Please go to Time with Toto and let me know what you think in a clear and common sense fashion. I'm just a working class guy, a blue collar worker, and I would like to think that I represent a common sense logic that most people have. If you agree or disagree, let me know at Time with Toto. Since this is our voice and common sense discussions lead to solutions, as my wife says, either you're part of the solution or part of the problem, don't be part of the problem. And jumping right into veterans issues, this past July 2020, a female National Guard soldier donned her green beret, a Special Forces Engineer Sergeant, and she is the first woman to have completed the Special Operations Pipeline and joined an operational team since all jobs with the military open to women. She will be, however, the first female graduate of the Modern Special Forces Qualification Course, or otherwise known as the Q Course. But she is not the first Green Beret. Back in the 80s, Katie Wilder graduated from the officer's version of the SFQC in the early 80s. But her graduation right to wear the coveted Green Beret was denied. For decades, there was an authoritative, evidence-based piece to prove once and for all that Captain Wilder had indeed earned the honor of wearing the Green Beret. It was very hard for her to prove that she had completed the Q course and all the courses that were involved with it. The only one that she failed was Robin Sage. Now, Captain Wilder, she was a military intelligence officer, and she served two years at the Special Special Warfare Center down at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. It's a, a, uh, we used to call it the NAF. It's a place that I attended uh, during my psychological operations school, and I attended other classes there as well. Now, Captain Wilder um, was quite historic in the fact that she was the first known woman uh, to graduate the SFQC and become a Green Beret. But she was uh, denied qualification as a Special Forces officer and denied uh, the award of the additional skill identifier, which is the, the 18 series as it was not an MOS yet. According to the regulations, the SF Tab and Green Beret are awarded to all personnel who complete the SFQC course, and this was back on June 1st, 1988. If she was active today, she'd be wearing the SF Tab and the Green Beret. Now, she was denied the ability to wear the Green Beret, and she was justifiable in this because of sexual discrimination in the military back in the 80s. Uh, there was an investigation that took, and it took four months, and a very uh, quiet notice went out to the press. So, for all intents and purposes, Katie Wilder was, in fact, the first Green Beret, 
And uh, wishing to bridge the gap between two generations of female Green Berets, Katie says to our newest female graduate, I wish you well. You accomplished my intentions of 40 years ago to open all doors up for all women. I'm so happy you graduated. I hope this is the first of many more to come. So congratulations to the new graduate and the new operator there at, at the uh, Green Berets and the Special Forces. And best of luck and thank you for your service. I'm going to cover a little bit more on the border later on and also the National Guard later on. But right now, uh, if you know of a veteran that does have some kind of issue that is going on health-wise uh, and they have not enrolled with the VA, please contact Pat Carney at area code 302-358-9736. Again, that's Patrick Carney at area code 302-358-9736. Or Jackie Hinker at 302-304-5509. Again, that's Jackie Hinker at 302-304-5509. They could text 838-255. If you do know of a veteran that is in crisis, please call the crisis line at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that phone number is area code one 800 273-8255 and press 1 for veterans. Our veterans have clinics in Northfield, Rio Grande, and Vineland. And thank you for tuning in with Time with Toto. I'm James Toto. I'm here with you Saturday mornings from 7.30 to 8 o'clock in the morning. Thank you very much for being here with us this beautiful Saturday morning. Again, my name is James Toto, and we'll be right back. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Time with Toto. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, and welcome back to Time with Toto. I'm your host, James Toto. Speaking of immigration and... uh what's going on in the country right now, the Southern border there with Mexico, it's just, it, it's an absolute, absolute abysmal situation. In an article by Quint Forgey on Politico, the title of it was Biden administration says it's struggling for right message on immigration. President Joe Biden's coordinator for the Southern border acknowledged on Wednesday that the administration sometimes struggled to convey an ultimately promising message to migrants while also urging them not to travel to the U.S. until the country's immigration system was better equipped. Remarks from Ambassador Roberta Jacobson, a special assistant to the president who previously served as the U.S. envoy to Mexico, come as the southern border is experiencing a rapid influx of unaccompanied migrant children, provoking criticism from Republicans and some Democrats of the administration's handling of the situation. I think when you look at the issues of the mixed messages, it is difficult at times to convey both hope in the future and the danger that it, that it is now. And that is what we're trying to do, Jacobson told reporters at a White House press briefing. I will certainly agree that we are trying to walk chew gum at the same time. We are trying to convey to everybody in the region that we will have legal processes for people in the future and we're standing up to those as soon as we can. 
She further goes on, but at the same time, you cannot come through irregular means. She added, it's dangerous and the majority of people will be sent out of the United States because that is the truth of it. We want to be honest with people and so we're trying to send both messages. Now, last year there were about 90,000 people detained at the border in Mexico, uh, between Mexico and Texas. As of right now, from January to current date, there have been 108. That's 108,000 people that have been detained there at the border. The number of people that are coming across the border right now is going to have a huge impact on us here in the United States. Currently with unemployment with the, the way it is right now and people still suffering from the pandemic, bringing more people into the country is not the necessary cure to what we need. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Representative Chip Roy, a uh, Republican from Texas, for political purposes, this is his quote, for political purposes, they're perfectly fine having open borders. Secure borders is pro-immigrant, pro pro-America, and pro-our values, and the Biden administration doesn't care. The article goes on, ironically, about this. Some progressives, meanwhile, have faulted Biden for the conditions the migrant children are being kept in at the border, equating the holding facility and, and broader policy approach that of former President Donald Trump's administration, which took a hard line against both illegal and legal immigration to the U.S. The article goes on. On Wednesday, Jacobson echoed other administration officials, officials in declining to describe the southern border as in a state of crisis. I'm not trying to be cute here, but I think the fact of the matter is we, ha we have to do what we have to do regardless of what anybody calls the situation, she said. Now, House Republicans at the news conference on Wednesday hit the Biden administration for not calling the situation a crisis. The first step in solving a crisis is to first admit you have one. That was from Representative Joey Arrington from Texas. But let's be clear. Even if you don't admit it, it doesn't mean that there isn't a crisis. And the facts on the ground, folks, do not lie. Now, for my personal opinion on, on this, I want folks to come to this country legally. I also want them tested for COVID-19 to see if they are carrying the coronavirus. That's my personal opinion because, let's be honest, folks, Coming across jobs right now in this market is not easy, and to compete against other people who are willing to work for lower wages, for lower wages, all that does is create more low income, and it creates more unemployment. So this is what we're facing, and I think that the Biden administration really needs to get on the ball and correct this problem and go back to securing the border. I think the governor of Texas was correct. In other news, U.S. retail gas price is at a current level of. $2.85 a gallon, up from $2.79 last week, and up from $2.51 from a year ago. So this is a change of 2.18% from last week and 1364 from a year ago today. But here in the great taxation state of New Jersey, we have additional tax on top of that. So right now, people are paying roughly close to $3 a gallon just for regular gas. If you want to go for the higher octanes, you're going to be paying well over $3 per gallon. And with the current markets looking the way they are right now, we can uh, count on gas prices to keep going up. Just as our summer tourism is hitting us, so this is going to be a fun summer, folks. We got more of the weekly roundup coming your way. You're here this Saturday morning with Time with Toto. And you're, I'm your host, James Toto. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. 
So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on us all, but we can turn worry into action. Wear a mask and keep six feet of space between yourself and others in public. Wash your hands often and stay home if you're sick. Go to cdcfoundation.org to learn more. Time with Toto, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Time with Toto. I'm your host, James Toto, this Saturday morning. In other news around the nation, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is facing the reality of a possible recall for his governorship. He's really uh, bungled up the uh, his handling of the COVID and the way things are going out there in California. It doesn't look good for him or for the state itself. And uh, it's ought to be interesting. So we're going to keep an eye on that this coming week. And other distractions around the country, and this one actually goes abroad, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle gave an interview with Oprah Winfrey in a televised during the week. And that really, it made a big splash both here, not just in the United States, but also over in the UK, where basically Meghan Markle had made accusations that the royal family is basically racist and calling into question how dark the tone of the skin of their baby will be. And this has caused quite an uproar. Uh, Prince Harry's brother, Prince William, denies that the royal family is racist. Um, this calls into question a number of different things from the royal family that I, I, they should answer to. The interviewer of that, uh, Oprah Winfrey, was quick to jump on that and fill in for words where Meghan Markle was falling short. So it, this is a huge distraction that, that's going on out there. And it's, all it's doing is causing more and more division, not just here in the U.S., but also over in the U.K. During the process of this interview that, we're going, that was going on, all over the United States, is, the cancel culture was on fire. They wanted to ban Dr. Seuss. They want to get rid of Pepe Le Pew. They want to get rid of Speedy Gonzalez. They want to get rid of Peter Pan. They want to get rid of all these different things that are out there that, that for the most part, most of us have grown up with. And we look at it in a certain light. Now, I'm 51 years old, so when I, when I look at the things that they're, they're talking about, especially the whole thing with Dr. Seuss, I, I really have a serious issue with the cancel culture wants to cancel Dr. Seuss. Meanwhile, these are the folks that grew up on South Park. They grew up on these wild, violent video games where, you know, Kids are, are making deals with prostitutes because someone didn't pay them, you know, after an exploit. This is just, it, it's, we're really heading down a bad path. And I don't think that the cancel culture is in tune with what people are really going with, with, with what people are feeling day in and day out. Now, I, I was a boxer for a number of years, you know, not just here in Atlantic City, but I was also, you know, down south, up here in other parts of New Jersey. And for the most part, I was the minority in the boxing gym. And we were a family in there. It didn't matter, you know, if you were black or white, you know, Puerto Rican, Dominican, 
It didn't matter if you came from Israel. It didn't matter if you came from Russia. It didn't matter if you came from Poland. We were a family in there. And it, that's what I think drives these, this cancel culture crazy is that for the most part, people get along. People get along and there's no big, you know, there's no big deal as long as you're not focusing on race. All of a sudden you, you put, you put race under a microscope and it, all it does is just cause division. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely crazy. You know, in, in the boxing gym, we didn't care what color you were, what religion you were, didn't matter. The question was, can you perform? Are you a good fighter? Same thing in the military. We didn't care what race, creed, color, religion, that didn't matter to us. Can you do your job? And I think that's what drives this cancel culture crazy is that people know how to get along and they know how to work together. And, you know, I believe in, in Dr. Martin Luther King when he says, you know what, I, I look forward to the day where a person is not going to be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And that's what a majority of the people of this country, I believe, I firmly believe that a majority of the people in this country focus more on the content of character and how, you know, how hard you work and how you represent your family. That's what people focus on. Are you a good person deep down inside? Are you a good person? Are you doing the right thing? Are you contributing to society? Are you positive effect on, or do you have a positive effect on, you know, everything that you touch or you, do you try to, or are you one of those people that just drain society? That's where all this conflict comes from. I think I really do that, that, but that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Getting back to my original point. I think this whole Prince Harry, Meghan Markle interview, I think it was just a distraction. And I think Oprah Winfrey knew what she was doing. You know, that this is going to cause an uproar and it's just going to cause division and it's going to cause hard feelings on both sides of that coin, where if that's what you want to focus on, Oprah, hey, that that's what you want to argue about. They're talking to Oprah Winfrey. You know, they're, they're sitting there in a multi-million dollar mansion and they're talking about how hard they have it in this life. It's just, it, it's crazy. And Oprah Winfrey herself is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she's a billionaire. So I think that's enough of a rant on the whole Harry and Meghan thing and this whole cancel culture diabolical plan to overtake everyone's lives and our country. So I think it's crazy. And if, if you're out there, you go and get your Dr. Seuss books, go and get whatever movie it is that you like, because they're going to be canceling everything eventually. So that's my opinion. Like I said before, I could be wrong. This is Time with Toto. Thank you very much for spending your Saturday morning with me. And other things a little bit more local, and I think this is a, a positive, and it's not a minute too soon. Governor Murphy has announced that the state of New Jersey will go back to 50% uh, for certain establishments on the 19th of March. I find it ironic that it's, uh, the day after St. Patrick's day. Uh, I, I don't think it's peculiar. I think he, this is a planned measure in his, maybe in his mind to keep the state safe because there's usually large gatherings on St. Patrick's day. But I think it's a good thing here, not just for our, our restaurants and our barbershops and, you know, the casinos. This is a, a positive effect all over the state of New Jersey. And one of Governor Murphy's sidekicks and compadres, there is Governor Cuomo up there in New York. 
Uh, he is dealing with a number of different issues up there in the state of New York. And this guy who won the Emmy, not for his podcast and the stuff that he does every day. Now, he won it uh, recently at one of his news briefings. He's dealing with uh, the, the, the uh, senior citizen home death scandal and a number. I, the number, as of this recording, is up to five sexual harassment accusations that have come out against Governor Cuomo. And he is denying the sexual harassment stuff left and right. And he has yet to release any, any kind of information in regards to the deaths. The last number that I heard was 15,000. Uh, I do not know what is going through his mind, but I do know that even the, both Democrats and Republicans together do both agree that Governor Cuomo should step down from his position. Now, I think that one of the more annoying things about Governor Cuomo is that his, his arrogance about this situation, I find it extremely aggravating that he had came out so quick during the Kavanaugh hearings that every woman should be believed. Every woman should, you know, that, you know, Kavanaugh should be automatically disqualified. He is not worthy of it. This, anything, all of a sudden the microscope is focused over him. And now he is going, well, we need to see where the facts are. There needs to be an investigation and we need to see where this goes. And during his, he's worse than I am on the microphone with the, um, uh, 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 that's how governor, um, governor Cuomo, when, when he talks, he talks like this, um, or, uh, there needs to be an investigation on things. Um, or, uh, look, Andy, your time has come and that's it. He's also facing allegations of looks like bribery is what it is, was what it looks like, uh, in regards to the bridge the what used to be called the Tappan Zee Bridge now it was named after his uh, father Mario Cuomo and it looks as though he had received money from folks that were doing the jobs there and bolts are snapping on the bridge so he's got his hands full over there in New York WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station a message from your neighbors and friends at First Bank. We've been serving residents and businesses of Sea Isle City and the surrounding communities for more than 130 years. Today's challenges, while unique, are another opportunity to show our strength and resilience. Our commitment to you remains strong. Whether it's using our drive through services, bank by phone, the First Bank mobile app, or online banking, we're staying strong with you. Be safe and be secure. First Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Time with Toto, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to Time with Toto. I'm your host, James Toto. Now I'm going to talk a little bit freely about some things that are just on my mind. Because look, I'm just the average working guy. I drive a street sweeper for a living right now. That, that's, that's what I do. I've, I've held a number of different jobs in my life, everything from the military. I've been a federal agent. I've done, you know, I've worked as a laborer, I've been an executive, and I've been everything in between there. And right now, the way, the, the direction that our country is heading in is just absolutely absurd. I don't agree with what's going on. It seems as though there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I think that the guy at the helm right now, uh, President Biden, I don't think he's well. Now, I'm not a doctor. I, I, I'm, I'm not prescribed. It's just an observation. That's all it is, is an observation from, you know, just 
I'm just a guy on the street. And if I saw him in a bar, I would think that he would need help. That's my opinion. But the way the country is going right now, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of distraction from the main topic that is the issue. And I think we need to get back to basics. People want to get back to work. Businesses want to open. This whole thing with the $1.9 trillion BS, I'm just going to call it what it is. This whole thing with this COVID bill, it's baloney. It really is. It's just, it's, to quote Joe Biden, it's it's a bunch of malarkey. It really is. I think it's it's absolutely absurd with what we're going through. We're going to put ourselves in debt. I think everyone gets uh, $1,400. Um, they're going to give you $1,400. But in order for us to get that, we have to give them close to $6,000 a person. So it's a really, it's what we would call a bad investment. It's absolutely insane. And if you look at who gets that money all the way across the board, it's not good at all. This is, we are not heading in the right direction. This is not a cure for the problem. It's it's not even a band-aid for the problem. This is just bad all the way around. We've got Republicans and Democrats fighting at each other. And the Democrats are just force feeding this down our throats. And I think we're heading directly into socialism. This is where we're on that path right now. There are a number of different factors that are going against the United States Constitution as it stands. And it's just bad all the way around. I know I mentioned cancel culture before. That's a distraction. Everything that's going on, you know, our, our southern, that's a distraction for the southern border. So we're not seeing what's going on over there. There. ICE has had their hands tied behind their back. Our border patrol agents have had their hands tied behind their back because the federal government and the this administration, Joe Biden's administration, have tied their hands behind their back. It's not for lack of funding. It's not for, for, for lack of manpower. It's not for lack of anything. What they're lacking is an order from the president to say to stop the illegals from coming into this country. And they're letting people come into this country with COVID-19. They're the 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 we have children in cages right now, worse, more so than when President Trump was in there. Because at least President Trump had a plan. He worked with the Mexican government to make sure that they weren't even in this country. And they were stopping them at their southern border and Mexico's southern border. So this is, our country is heading in the wrong direction right now. And I think people need to really, you know, they, they need to get a hold of themselves and take a good look at what's going on. I mean, right now in New York, there's a private school in New York that wants to pass. Um, they they want to make it so that the reference to mom and dad cannot be used in the school. And I think that is absolutely insane. In New Jersey, they're they're passing it, or they're passing it so that if a police officer stops, it, it can't even stop a child if it, if the kids. If a police officer sees a child smoking a joint of marijuana and has a beer in their hand, there is nothing that that cop can do. Can't even ask him for ID. There is, you know, this is, this is the state coming in saying, this is how we're going to raise your child. We're going to erase history. We're going to erase what they know. And we're going to change, change course. This is what Cuba did. You know, everyone wants to say that, you know, Fidel Castro did a great job with teaching the kids how to read. Yes, but they were they were changing history and they were changing the way the children were thinking. So this is not good. The direction that we're going in. 
folks, I really do hope that things change soon. I hope that you have a good day. I hope that you have a great week. I do hope that things change and things turn around. I'm looking forward to the future and there's a lot out there. Anyway, my name is James Toto. Thank you very much for spending this half hour with me here on this Saturday morning. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a great week. God bless. 95.5 FM and